More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. If you want a little bang in your yin yang, come along. There is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. You just called it a balloon. You, you misspoke there. I'm sorry. It's not a yes. I'm sorry. You, you guys have. You can't say it's a balloon either. You guys have me with a balloon on the brain right now. <laughs> We've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm-hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um. <laughs> Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So Joe Biden today, uh, in my view, just made matters far worse for himself um, with the comments that he's been making all day about, you know, these beautiful balloon shoot downs. They still, he said today, we don't yet know exactly what the other three objects that our military shot out of the sky were. But nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or surveillance vehicles from uh, from another country. They said our, our intelligence community's current assessment is these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions to study weather. Now, if that were the case, do you think that maybe the the company, the private company, the recreation, the research institute that lost their balloon that was shot out of the sky by Joe Biden's military with a $400,000 Sidewinder missile 
might have said, uh, guys, you just shot my weather balloon out of the sky. Why did you shoot my weather balloon? It cost us a fortune. Put that up there. But he shot at something that they don't know. And Joe Biden then blaming the military. Oh, well, uh, they advised me not to shoot the first one out of the sky. But we were following it from the moment it took off from China. OK, it took off from China. It's making its way towards the coast of Alaska. As soon as it's about to go over Alaskan airspace, if you had your eyeballs on it, why didn't you take it out before it actually was over Alaska? And then making its way down south on the west coast of Canada into uh, Idaho and the continental United States over Montana and our ICBM missile sites uh, into Missouri and Kansas and Kentucky and all the way across the East Coast, picking up intel and information all along the way uh, before it's, you know, shot down off off the coast of the Carolinas. None of this makes sense. None of it. And I think we're being lied to on a pretty sophisticated level. And then the question is, if all of what Joe Biden said today is true, my question is, why on earth didn't you, A, shoot down the first Chinese balloon, and why didn't you at least identify what the other three objects were, or were you just caught up in a moment of hypersensitivity because the world figured out how vulnerable our airspace was that you hadn't figured out that this was a Chinese spy balloon that you allowed to pick up all that intelligence that I'm sure they were feeding back to China in real time. Anyway, Chris Miller is with us, former Secretary of Defense under Donald Trump. His new book is a bestseller. It is uh, called Soldier Secretary, Warnings from the Battlefield in the Pentagon about America's Most Dangerous Enemies. Um, I don't know if you share my suspicion on this, but none of this makes any sense to me at all. Um, you know, up, up until yesterday, we were not told that they they witnessed this first balloon taking off out of China and that they monitored it the whole way and that the president is blaming his military for not taking it out sooner and allowing it to you know travel all these days all across the continental u.s does any of that make sense to you sean first off it's great to be on your show where you tell it like it is because you said cover your ass and i always get criticized for using those words but because it's too racy but i'm telling you that's it you just said it exactly the way it needs to be said. That's what's going on right now. It's a complete CYA routine. Hey, did you see they fired the architect of the Capitol yesterday for, uh, you know, misutilizing his government sedan? He should have been fired. That's all right. But then we, who's being held responsible for our sovereign territory being overflown by Chinese spy balloons? My question. I think it's a great question, and I don't think we have a satisfactory answer. I mean, the reality is, is they allowed this this Chinese spy balloon. Now they're saying that they knew that's not what they were saying last week. Last week, they were saying they didn't know, you know, and and if it wasn't for a uh, a, a print reporter with a, a photographic lens, what do you call that? You know, that special tele uh, telephoto lens. Yeah, telephoto lens. Um, we wouldn't have known about it probably at all. But, but Sean, can I give you can I give you my my talking point that really bugs me that the American people need to think about? Yeah, trillion dollars we spend in national security on the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. It's a little more than a trillion. You know that that's over fifty percent of our available income that we can spend on stuff, uh, and it takes a photographer, it takes a, a civilian with a telephoto lens to identify. 
that we're being spied on by the Chinese. What are we spending all? What are we spending all this money on defense for if they can't pick up on a doggone simple uh, fire balloon coming across? I'm with you. Like, what's going on and why? I didn't see the president today because I'm in the belly of the beast, Sean. I'm in Washington, D.C., and I can't tell you where I am uh, because I don't want the black sedans to pull up. But I'm telling you, uh, you hit the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're in the swamp, and you think talking to me might cause black sedans to pull up near your near your location why is that <laughs> well because we're you're asking really good questions that are embarrassing to the administration and i'm being a little facetious obviously but you know how this game is played in dc you know better than anybody and we're asking these tough questions and we need some we need some responsibility we need some oversight we need and here i'm glad you're still talking about this because i think the administration just wants this to go away i'm disappointed i didn't get to see the president's comments but from what you said it sounds like it was another example of kind of a clueless type of uh tone deaf response american people have a right to know don't they they have a right to know but here's here's what we come away with today is a flimsy excuse for not taking down the real spy balloon from china and then a non-answer, basically, about why they shot down objects that they didn't fully identify in any way. And what does a Sidewinder missile cost? I think I read this week $400,000 a piece. And they, yeah, it's 400K. And then remember F 22, which is F 22 Raptor. Great plane, Sean. Great plane. That goes about 110, which, by the way, the Air Force is getting rid of because they want to uh, spend it on something else. But I can go on all day about that. Sorry. Okay. And, and now we're, we're, we're going to now deal with these unidentified objects moving forward and distinguishing between those that are likely to pose safety and security risks that necessitate action and those that do not. Uh, or his his just reaching guess uh, that these balloons are tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions. Um, do you think that if their balloon was shot down, we would have heard from them by now? You would think that if they put that much money into it, that they probably would have called the government and asked to be reimbursed. You know, hey, you remember the NORAD Santa tracker? I used to love to have my kids do that. It sounds like we need to have NORAD balloon tracker because I'm worried some kid's going to send his balloon up uh, for for a hobbyist and get that thing shot down. But back to my point, come on, this is I'm, I'm being a little trying to be a little silly just to lighten it up, but. Come on, we we pay a lot of money for our to protect our borders and uh, clear that something's going on. And what I really want to know what the decision making was for the first balloon overflight that you referred to. That he best military advice from his uh, senior military officers as well as the Secretary of Defense uh, seemed to be pretty tone deaf and inaccurate. And that's kind of the theme of my book, right? Is like accountability. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. So we had uh, Mike Pompeo on the program last night, and I've known Mike for decades. I like Mike Pompeo a lot. I think he's a great guy. Um, he's the former CIA director as well as a congressman and former secretary of state. And and I've asked many officials, both on and off the record over the years, if they've ever seen any evidence of uh, because the head of NORAD would not rule out a, it could possibly be alien related they actually said that in a, in a press conference uh, the next day after the Chinese spy balloon was shot down. 
uh, in your time as Secretary of Defense. I don't know if you'd be able to talk about it if you did. Did you see any evidence of uh, alien ships or alien vehicles hovering above Mother Earth? If only. I mean, uh, uh, seriously. Uh, I can't even believe I'm asking the question, but I'm asking it. No, you, no, it's a good question. I'm not. I'm not being a smart ass about this. Uh, you know, you go into that office the first day and get briefed on how to respond to a nuclear attack and a terrorist attack. And one of the biggest mistakes I made was not asking to go into the files. I didn't get that briefing. I should have got that briefing. It's you know, somebody brought it up after I left the office. I was like, oh my gosh. So I have to think that those are one of they have these weird compartments in the security. They're called special access programs that no one gets access to. You should when you're the acting secretary of defense or the secretary of defense. So these are these are questions. They're legitimate questions that need to be answered and not not kind of jokingly, uh, you know, disregarded by Kirby and uh, the, the White House spokesperson. Well, I mean, look, uh, my religious faith teaches me that God created the heavens and the earth uh, is and we do know because of the advancement of science and telescopes, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we've discovered black holes. We've discovered new planets. We've discovered uh, universes within universes within universes. Uh, we keep uh, creating newer technology that allows us to see farther and farther out into these other universes, etc. You know, is it possible God has life on another planet? Sure, I can believe God, you know, has tons of things going on that I certainly don't know about. I think it's impossible for we mere, you know, lowly human beings to have any any insight into the mind of God, except that you just look at what we see in front of us every day and you see the majesty of creation and you just know that there's something way greater than we out there that created us all. Amen. Don't you remember we're kind of the same age watching Carl Sagan on Cosmos? Was it billions and billions or trillions and trillions of stars? There's something there. So right. I don't think we can be I don't think we can be quite so flippant about these things that some in the government want to. And let's be you know, it's already publicly available because some senators have really been pushing on it, Senator Rubio and others. Like, hey, let's get this out there. And it's kind of bipartisan, Sean. Actually, you see Democrats and Republicans saying you know, we need to know more about these anomalous, these UFOs, right? And then the thing is, even when you pull apart all the data, there's still some that are unresolved. So I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm not disregarding anything either. Quick break, right back. We'll continue with Chris Miller, former Secretary of Defense, author of the new book, Soldier's Secretary, warnings from the battlefield in the Pentagon about America's most dangerous. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. 
This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enemies. Quick break, right back. We'll continue with Chris Miller, former Secretary of Defense, author of the new book, Soldier Secretary. Warnings from the battlefield in the Pentagon about America's most dangerous enemies. I'd love to know some of the government secrets that are, are buried deep in the, the bowels of that swamp where you find yourself today. Um, but And I'm sure there are plenty of them. You know, for example, I was interested in President Trump at one point was going to release uh, and open up the Kennedy files and at the last minute decided against it. That raised a lot of questions in my mind. I, I would love to know any secrets that our government might have picked up on over the years. I don't know them. I've asked people that had been in positions where they would potentially have access to them. Uh, nobody's been forthcoming with any information to me, but, uh, you know, I'm allowed to ask a question. I'm in the media. Right. Thanks for asking. And, Sean, you know that one of my things that I kind of want to highlight is the intelligence community. Love the people that work in there. They're great Americans. But when we get to the leadership level, uh, there's not a lot of oversight. But you know it as well as I do. It's kind of a rubber stamp. And we need more civilian oversight as opposed to just the career people that run it. And that's not a criticism of them. If you're in the same job for 20 years, like some people are in the intelligence community, you can start defining the agenda. That's why you need political appointees in there that just serve for four or eight years to make sure that common sense is being applied, right? Right. That's that. That's all I'd want. Let me ask you this in a, in a very broad way, one in which you would not have to divulge anything that you might have picked up in an intelligence briefing where you you know, obviously you couldn't share with us. Are there things that you learned as defense secretary that would shock most Americans? Oh, wow. That's a great one. That is a great question. Um, things that would shock the American people. I think we're not, not like a, I told you I missed the UFO briefing. I really should have gotten that. I'm not kidding. That's big regret. Um, you know, some of the advanced, okay. Yeah, I got one. Holy cow, Sean, the Chinese and the Russians and their disinformation campaigns that are that are just literally controlling uh, social media shocked me. Like, so everything you hear and you read that and then some and our fecklessness and being able to respond effectively as a government as we still kind of, you know, you know, knit or just kind of worry ourselves to death about this is probably one of the biggest things that shocked me. All right, Chris Miller, his new book is out. It's on Amazon.com, uh, com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Uh, Soldier Secretary, warnings from the battlefield and the Pentagon about America's most dangerous enemies. Uh, former Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, thank you for being back with us. We appreciate it. Thanks, always, Sean. And I'm going to scream out of the belly of the beast here as soon as I get off the phone. So thanks for having me. I'll expect a, a hypersonic boom in, in mere moments then. Uh, anyway, we appreciate you being with us. Quick break, right back. Your calls on the other side, straight ahead. All right, let's get. Uh, let me go. Let me let me play some of Biden from today's Bizarro press conference. Make no mistake, 
If any object presents a threat to the safety and security of the American people, I will take it down. I'll be sharing with Congress these classified policy parameters when they're completed, and uh, they'll remain classified so we don't give our roadmap to our enemies to try to evade our defenses. Going forward, these parameters will guide what actions we'll take while responding to unmanned and unidentified aerial objects. We're going to keep adapting them as the challenges evolve, if it evolves. In addition, we've I've directed my national security advisor to lead a government-wide effort to make sure we are positioned to deal safely and effectively with the objects in our airspace. First, <clears throat> we will establish a better inventory of unmanned airborne objects in space above the United States airspace and make sure that inventory is accessible and up to date. Second, We'll implement further measures to improve our capacity to detect unmanned objective, uh, objects in our airspace. Third, we'll update the rules and regulations for launching and maintaining unmanned objects in the skies above the United States of America. And fourth, uh, my Secretary of State will lead an effort to help establish a global, a global, common global norms in this largely unregulated space. These steps will lead to safer and more secure skies for our air travelers, our military, our scientists, and for people on the ground as well. That's my job as your president, commander in chief. As the events of the previous days have shown, we'll always act to protect the interest of the American people and the security of the American people. Our intelligence community is still assessing all three incidences. They're reporting to me daily and will continue their urgent efforts to do so, and I will communicate that to the Congress. We don't yet know exactly what these three objects were, but nothing, nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program or that they were surveillance vehicles from other, any other country. The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. Since I came to office, we've developed the ability to identify, track, and study high-altitude surveillance balloons connected with the Chinese military. When one of these high-altitude surveillance balloons entered our airspace over the continental United States earlier in the month, I gave the order to shoot it down as soon as it would be safe to do so. The military advised against shooting it down over land because of the sheer size of it. It was the size of multiple school buses and opposed a risk to people on the ground if it was shot down where people lived. Instead, we tracked it closely, we analyzed its capabilities, and we learned more about how it operates. And because we knew its path, we were able to protect sensitive sites against collection. We waited until it was safely over water, which would not only protect civilians, but also enable us to recover substantial components for further, analysis, for, for, for further analytics. And then we shot it down, sending a clear message, clear message, the violation of our sovereignty is unacceptable. President, the ability to feel that China compromised by your family's business relationship. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there is a Give me a break, man. Did you overreact? Mr. President, there is a criticism that this was an overreaction that was done because of political pressure. You come and ask the question when you have more polite people with you. Mr. President, why have you chosen Paul? I mean, this, we still don't know. We just shot at three things we have no idea what we shot at. But he did it for the safety of the country. And we never had to do that before. But it's not Chinese. We know that. We were 
and and I the only reason I didn't shoot down the first one, even though we were tracking it from China, is because my military told me not to do it over civilian territory. But then we did it to two other flying objects that we haven't identified what they were yet that we're firing $400,000 Sidewinder missiles at. Unbelievable. Can't make it up. Dennis, New Hampshire, Sean Hannity Show. Live free or die, my friend. What's going on? How we doing, Sean? Got a question. I, everyone's talking about this balloon that came across Alaska and out through South Carolina. And we got the other three that were shot down. But no one's talking about the second balloon that was coming from China. There was very little coverage on it. They talked about it and, and it went away. But it seems to me it went over Central America. If you draw a straight line from China, it goes right over Hawaii, I would imagine. That's why they sent it over, to get intelligence. Why didn't we shoot that one down? Why don't we hear anything about it? Because none of what Joe Biden said today makes any sense, and there's no consistent policy, and they're trying to cover their ass for the for what they did with the first real spy balloon. And then there's the overreaction. Now they're doing the exact thing that Joe Biden said the military said they shouldn't do uh, the first time, which is shoot it down over uh, an area that might have human population. So it, none of it's none of this makes sense. And I'm not buying any of it. I think they got caught. I think they didn't catch it. I think that, you know, the fact that a Billings, Montana, uh, print paper, um, photographer with a telephoto lens was able to capture the picture of this is the only reason we even learned about it. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have learned about it. It probably wouldn't have been shot down at all had we not learned about it. And then the overreaction is, well, let's just shoot these other objects that we're finding here, there, and everywhere. We don't know what they are. We still don't know what they are, but our intelligence community is studying it. They're looking into it. Well, before you shoot something, do you think you might want to identify what it is you're shooting? Well, um, the Intel's latest assessment is they think it might be a private company or a research company that had a balloon or some flying object in the air. Really? Because if they're... If their object was taken out of the air, I'm sure it cost a lot of money to build that object. I think they would have told us by now, uh, that was our object. You just shot out of the air. We want our money back. Um, so none of it's making any sense. And I think he's lying. And I think the president and I think everybody involved in this has been lying from the get go because none of this makes any sense at all. It doesn't add up. And it's it's just phony nonsense. You know, the president giving us all his cliches today, you know, spending more time talking about the first balloon, but then having to admit that he didn't know what the other three objects are, that they're investigating what the other three objects are. Well, if you're why didn't you know what they were before you shot them with a Sidewinder missile? Well, we were concerned about potential uh, uh, harm to air traffic, really, because we have something called air traffic control. And they have the ability to fly around one little tiny object if it happens to be up in the sky and you want to identify it. It's just uh, to me, it's all a bunch of crap. I'll give you the last word, sir. Yeah, I just think that, you know, he got one and he bragged about it. said, oh, I watched it and then we took it down after it was on the East Coast. Well, the, the second one that went over Hawaii, potentially gathered information. So that's the one that got away. That's why we heard about it for a few minutes. And then we never heard anything else about it after that. I have heard nothing about it. I listen, your, your guess is as good as anybody's, you know, it, it, it was not a major incident though, according to Joe and, and Kamala Harris, not a major breach. Really seemed like a major breach to me. 
Uh, anyway, Dennis, thank you. Appreciate the call. Paul, California, next Sean Hannity show. What's up, Paul? Sean, how's it going? Thank you for taking my call. Sean, I've been trying for a long time. I'm over here in California. Sean, I have two questions for you. Yes, sir. When the Russians, when the Russian war started, it's going to refer back to the Chinese here in a second. When the Russian war started, all our government, everybody wanted to sanction Russia because of this, because of that. He started a war, killing people and everything. So here's my question to you, Sean. All these countries and other nations were putting sanctions on him. Why haven't we put sanctions on the Chinese COVID for all this other stuff that's happening, the balloons, uh, all this other garbage that's going on? Not only have we not put sanctions on it, we've given preferential treatment to China under Biden. Uh, remember, Biden has been selling the communist Chinese uh, uh, oil from our strategic petroleum reserves at a time when he depleted it. In the lead up to the election, that's that is supposed to be there. If God forbid this country runs into an emergency, uh, Democrats losing an election is not by definition an emergency. But with the high price of gas, he felt it necessary to do so. Um, so I, I, the answer is we should not. We we should have a much tougher stance with China. Now, if you want my take, and and one reporter shouted the question at the end of his briefing today. Uh, is this because your your family's compromised with your financial business dealings? And and Biden did not take uh, well to that particular question as he was walking out. He, was, he said, come on, man, give me a break, man. Come on, man. I, I we can't we, we just can't get rid of those guys. Come on, man. You a junkie. You, you on cocaine. You a junkie. Come on, man. I have to agree with you, Sean. And I don't understand, you know, when the 2020 pandemic hit, we were given money for this, for that, for everybody who was not working or whatever. Why don't you give money to all the taxpayers who put into this, who have suffered, who have lost loved ones? Why don't we give a COVID relief fund to everybody who's gotten COVID or lost loved ones? Why don't we do that? Uh, the world ought to do it. The big, the worst evidence, the most damning evidence about China and COVID is this. Long before Donald Trump's travel ban, which, by the way, was only a couple of weeks after the pandemic started, and he was widely, widely panned and criticized for this, turned out to be a genius move. But there was a travel ban in place. If you lived in Wuhan province, China would not allow you to fly to any other part of China. If you lived in any other part of China, you were not allowed to fly into Wuhan. However, right. you were allowed to travel from Wuhan all over the world. Uh, and that's how COVID went and killed all of these millions of people worldwide. And it happened, and they've not been held accountable. And the idea that Fauci, and I want to get to the bottom of this, why did NIH money funneled through a group called the Eco Alliance, uh, Eco Health Alliance is the full name, uh, why did they give money to a virology lab in Wuhan, China, known for coronavirus research and gain-of-function research. Because that doesn't make sense either. And let me jump in. They gave them more money this year and last year. Yeah, they keep giving As them money. As this is ongoing, they're giving more money to EcoHealth Alliance. And give John Stewart credit. He goes on with Stephen Colbert. 100%. And he goes, it's a virology lab. They do gain-of-function coronavirus research. Oh, and I'm not supposed to believe that it was created in a lab? The same man, Dr. Fauci, who said in 2012... That if gain of function research even meant a worldwide pandemic, he still supports the the science of gain of function research. 
Uh, you're playing with fire here. Now, I'm going to tell you something. My belief, I've, it has evolved over time based on friends and, and people that I know that have had COVID or that had gotten vaccinated, whatever it happens to be. Um, I don't think we're going to know the long-term implications, health implications, to all this COVID crap. And I'll put it all in one big box uh, for many, many years to come. I know people, I still know people that don't have their taste and smell back. I know people with long haul COVID and their life has never been the same again. Um, One of them too. Well, I, I know plenty of people. I'm hearing from doctors more and more. They're seeing higher incidences of blood clotting, myocarditis. These are all things we've asked the medical community when they're on the show. Um, I'm concerned about young people and the rise in, in heart issues involving them. I mean, it's it's kind of scary. It is scary, Sean, because I had I had blood clots in my lungs here about three months ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a history of blood clotting in your family? No, I'm the only one because I've had COVID twice. And it's still a mystery. My doctor won't answer my question. Was this due to COVID? I, I think doctors now are in a box. I don't think they... I don't think they can give a reliable answer. One of the reasons why is they don't want to do the research that would be the perfect follow-up to, you know, the experimental um, classification that they gave or emergency authorization use of, of, for example, the Pfizer vaccine, Moderna vaccine. But, you know, I'm just glad that I, your host, did not give in to the pressure to tell anybody what to do except to take it seriously. That's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Glenn Youngkin tonight. Governor Nome is on tonight as well. Uh, we'll check in with Lee Zeldin, Geraldo Rivera, Charlie Hurt, Jimmy Fela, Joe Concha, Pam Bondi. Hannity live audience show tonight, 9 Eastern. Set your DVR on Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Have a great day and night. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.